Bavlos, what got you started as a violinist? I'm coming from a family of four children, three boys and a girl. Our parents wanted us to learn music early on. The boys were headed for guitar and the girl for piano. Early on, I understood that uh, the guitar was not for me. There was this uh, classmate at the first class of the primary school. Uh, he was playing the violin too, and we were playing soccer in the fields of the, our neighborhood. We were really good friends, so I got some a little bit jealous, let's say. So I asked my father to start the violin. And that was it. He sent me to the Ethnico Odio. Uh, and then uh, things got their way. We were born and raised in Nicosia. Our, our parents are refugees uh, from different villages. My father from Kithrea and my mother from uh, Ayos uh, Ambrosios of Gerinia. And both their parents, they are coming from Minoresia. Like both uh, families, were, they left Minoresia in 1922. Because we are living in Nicosia, because my family didn't really have like a culture of music in the family. Only my father was a chanter and uh, he was a professional chanter at the churches. So this was the relationship with the music pretty much in the family. I didn't have the luck of having, um, let's say, Cypriot culture, let's say, of music in, uh, in the home. So there was only one direction in music at that time for us. It was a classical music. So we headed to the Conservatoire for the classical music. So that was it. Then the traditional music came on because of other influences. Since my, let's say, high school era, I started rea realizing that I liked something else than the classical music. And uh, there was this focus on the Cypriot folk music, traditional music, for some reason, maybe because of our professors at high school. And uh, I remember that I was asking my father why don't you send me to learn some uh, traditional music? He probably thought about it and he searched and he didn't really find a really good teacher at that time in Nicosia. Somebody that could lead me to the right direction, let's say. And he was, my son, why don't you go and finish your studies in classical music? Finish your university degrees if you want in classical music and then you will find your way. And um, uh, that filled me up with, let's say, um, not really good emotions, but uh, as I'm growing up, and as I understand the situation way better than I did at that time, I feel that uh, at the moment was the right decision from my father. The fact that I went to, to the classical music up to at least the least academical standard that is accepted. It gave me the experiences and the technique to be able to follow any kind of music that I wanted. Always though I feel that uh, music comes and generates and uh, becomes more powerful if you if you were born in a place where the music is emerging, let's say. So there is probably a missing link but uh, I always tried my best to fulfill that link by uh, going after uh, different experiences around the whole area of uh, Greece and Cyprus. What has been the most memorable or key defining experience so far? There are different and very specific moments during 
from the time that I was in uh, high school and later on in my music career, let's say, because I have another career doing like project management, operation management, and research projects. As far as the music is concerned, when I was in, um, in Greece, living in Greece from 2005 to 2010, um, I was selected from a group to go and play some uh, traditional music uh, in a village close to the Albanian borders from Greece. In that area they have a really strong um, tradition in their music and very specific way of playing their music. That experience really hit my mind and uh, it stayed uh, uh, permanent into uh, what it led me to find out in a more strong way that every part of Greece or Cyprus, every part, every city, they have their own local way of uh, listening to a kind of music. And they want their music to be, to be sound that way. So if somebody plays the, their music in a different way or very, very, uh, in a different approach, let's say, they just don't like it. Because we went there and um, the clarinet player, who was a virtuoso clarinet player, he, as I understood later, he didn't sound really like the clarinet players of the area that the people were used to. So as soon as he started playing, there was this hesitation in the people that they, they, they were not uh, standing to dance in the, in the field that the, where the stage was. And uh, I was like, what's going on? And then um, later on, I, I saw the, the mayor of the village. He came to the clarinet player. He was like, I'm sorry, but uh, they, they do not accept you. And uh, we were shocked. And I didn't know what to do because the, the fiddle player, the fiddle playing, let's say the violin playing in this, uh, in this uh, repertoire is not like um, the, the protagonist. So I was like a servant of the music in, in, in a specific style of this kind of music over there. And I was like, what are we doing? And um, they ended up pretty much the whole panigiri because they didn't like the way the music was approached. And uh, that for me was a straight punishment that uh, showed me that if you want to serve some local music, you need to be very strict and you need to be uh, accurate and uh, you need to serve it uh, with your soul and uh, totally. You cannot like uh, pretend that you are playing this style and this style and this style. If you do something, you need to do it really, really well. Otherwise, you don't go further. What are some of the most important projects you have worked on? I had a good teacher. And uh, Mr. Christodoulou had an ensemble, a string ensemble, that uh, we had to go for rehearsals every Friday. And I don't remember one Friday from early on, let's say eight years old until I went to the army, 18 years old, that I missed one rehearsal. I went through all the stages in that uh, string ensemble. Another ensemble was the Cyprus Youth Symphony Orchestra that I started from the third violins, I went to the second, and then to the first, I went the whole route. I experienced uh, all the treasures that the symphonic orchestra gave us at that time. Through that uh, orchestra, 
I got the opportunity to be heard in, uh, in an audition for the Orchestra de Gens de la Méditerranéenne. Uh, it was like they were making selections from each country that uh, it borders with the Mediterranean. They were selecting a couple of uh, uh, musicians from each country every year, and there was this orchestra that uh, we went uh, for a summer for master classes and being part of this orchestra. When I went to the States to study something else, management information systems, then I, I, I wanted to study music also. So I went for audition to the symphonic orchestra of the uh, uh, University of Arizona. So I was selected there, started from the second violins and reached the concertmaster position uh, before my graduation. And uh, I had an external position there for the Philharmonic Orchestra of uh, Tucson. So that was another experience in a more professional way before I graduate. Um, and then uh, after my master's degree in uh, business administration and finance, I decided to go to Greece to learn more about traditional music. That was uh, the, the turn, um, the, the point of time that I turned from classical to um, officially uh, studying and experiencing the traditional music in my hands. I was visiting some uh, cafenia here in, in Nicosia where um, a friend of my family, Pandelis, Jonas, um, he pushed me and he was like, you are coming with me tonight and you are bringing your violin with you. So I went there and I met uh, a really good musician uh, Yorgos Fundos with his uh, wife, Eleni Costandino, from the only ones that they were playing rebetica in a really good style at that time and traditional music. And uh, Yorgos, um, he gave me a lot of recordings of violin players from Greece and I, the one was more close to my ears was uh, Professor Yanis Evgolis, so I went and visited him. And I asked him, could you give me some classes? And that was it. I stayed with him for three years in Athens. I was working as a banker at that time in Athens, so I, I could survive. I did like two more years studying in uh, University of Indianapolis in Athens branch with uh, two Russians uh, violin instructors, graduates from the Conservador of Tchaikovsky in Russia. Um, and uh, before, literally before my 30s, I I got my degree in uh, violin performance and that Bachelor of Music and um, that made me really happy that uh, I finally did what I had in my mind from early on. All this experience led me to decide that I wanted to do something different and, and, and produce some work of my own or with some friends. It uh, drove me to to the initiation of uh, this uh, music group, which is called Trio Levante, which means music that comes, that originates from the East. It was me, Petros, and Pandelis that we made the Trio Levante, and we were playing Greek music from early era of uh, 1910s to 1940s recording. Mostly from um, composers of the time that uh, they were originating from Smyrna area, or their music was based on the music that comes from minor Asia.
doing all these things and then creating other uh, small groups like the IS Premium Ensemble. I believe that the market at, the, at, at that time was looking for, let's say, alternative ways of replacing the musicians of Greece that they were coming with the famous name with Cypriot groups. Because of that, we were used from producers in Cyprus to, to fill in these gaps. And uh, this is my own take of the situation. Um, so some um, dreams that I had from early on that I wanted to play with some famous singers and songwriters and all this that uh, a teenager wants to before understands what really music is and why you are doing music. It came up after my 30s with a different perspective now on. I had the privilege to accompany different and very specific and very well-known singers and songwriters here in Cyprus, for which I feel very uh, honored. Tell us about your first solo album, Dancers of Cyprus, which you intend to release soon. After I came to Cyprus and uh, after my 30s, let's say, and I was uh, uh, called to play to different traditional folk uh, groups and uh, accompany different dancing groups, I, I was being asked all the time to play, of course, the Cypriot music. Uh, a repertoire that, of course, I was playing, but uh, every group was uh, requesting their different style because of the recordings that they had. So all these recordings were coming to me and from the dancing groups and they were like, oh, we, I want, we want you to play like this guy. We want you to play like this guy. We want you to play like this guy. So all these uh, archives and then later on hundreds more, I collected them because I, I reached a moment where I was, okay, where is Pavlos in this music? So I realized that um, I, I needed to put down all the archives that I had and decide, finally, what is the melodies that you want to play Pavlos on the violin and be yourself. I went out, I searched, I went to the houses, I looked around, I asked from friends, I asked from the dancing groups. I made a really huge collection of uh, recordings of tunes, of uh, melodies, of pieces of the Cypriot music that uh, I decided that okay I cannot play all things in a, let's say S&D but uh, I can select few that uh, we can only let's say hear them in Cyprus and you cannot really correlate them with a similar melody from let's say from Greece or Minor Asia or from somewhere so I ended up with 26 tracks for uh, my new personal album, which I, which I call Dances of Cyprus. Of course, we need to clarify that because this music has its differentiations from area to area in Cyprus, of course they are played in different kind of styles, in different ways, depending on each violinist. So nobody can claim that uh, this is the right way. No. This is the way that Pavlos chose to say Pavlos is playing these tunes this way, but having 
in the background a 20 years research and bibliography and co recording collection that can um, base his playing and uh, excuse his playing and uh, what he selected from this bibliography. So if you want to accept, let's say, these melody lines, because maybe you are not used to, it's your choice, and also it's your choice to, to like or not my playing. But at least we are in, a, in an era from now on, at least for myself, that I have a clear image of what this uh, repertoire should sound like with a new playing that passed through a technical education. Let's put it this way. What challenges, in your opinion, are currently confronting the instrument industry in Cyprus? It's uh, the working status of uh, the artists in Cyprus, of course, this is the most challenging one for every government that needs to face it. Uh, because how do you recognize an artist? Because it's not only the diplomas. And uh, of course, we are limited in population. That's a natural restriction that we have in Cyprus. Because due to the population, we need to recycle our audience every time. So how many times are you coming to listen to me playing the same things or different projects? You're always coming to see Pablo's playing. How many times are you coming to see me playing? I hope that I can serve in a better way and improve myself in this kind of music because it never ends and uh, we're always looking for what, what's coming next and how we can improve what we are doing and uh, try to take this information not only in Cyprus but also outside of Cyprus. That, uh, that would be uh, a major task and a uh, very difficult one, I believe so. I'm just uh, trying to find ways to play with uh, really good friends and having a good time and play what I really like most and uh, what uh, makes me different from others and uh, being unique and uh, offering that uniqueness to our friends.